Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Jess. This is Questions at Queen's Ferry, where me and Jess will answer questions and cover topics you and I want answered. Hi, so today um, on our podcast, we're interviewing Miss Henderson and two representatives of the EDGE group for LGBT History Month. To begin with, um, just tell us a bit about EDGE and what it is and what you're doing specifically for the History Month. So EDGE group is a um, group within the school dedicated to um, being inclusive of everyone and educating people within the school and outside the school on different rights. And it stands for Encouraging Diversity, Growth and Equity. Yeah, so I guess um, as this month is LGBTQ+, um, History Month, what have you been doing within EDGE group to kind of talk about that and... We've done a real push on all sort of LGBT plus issues this year. Um, we're actually trying to get our gold, uh, not, yes, our gold award, um, skipping right past silver just to really become one the most inclusive school we can be. Um, so this year, I mean, the kids have been doing so much. So we've been putting up boards of um, LGBT historic figures in, in different kind of subjects and whatever you kind of like under into the school to kind of show off and put light on these people that you might not learn about otherwise. We're also celebrating Purple Friday at the end of this week on Friday, the last Friday in February. Um, and it's all about showing that support and there'll be a lesson about it tomorrow in school um, that everyone should get period one. And so it's all about learning what LGBT History Month is all about. And it's all about that pride of the community and supporting the community. I mean, it's officially 20 years since Section 28 was finally repealed. Um, you know, before that, teachers were not allowed to promote support for the LGBT community. LGBT teachers were absolutely not allowed to share that with their pupils or be openly gay at all. So it's 20 years since we've come from that. And we now have this amazing group that is all about celebrating LGBT identities. Um, and, you know, the fact that we've got posters, the fact that hopefully the majority of the school will be coming in dressed in purple... And we're going to get pictures of that and it should hopefully be a really amazing event. We'll show just how far Scotland's come and definitely how far QHS has come. Yeah, and I also think the important part about it is educating people because as well as the fact is we've come a long way, there's still a long way to go. Yes, I think you guys probably know more about that than anyone. Like You can definitely see a lot of progression, but then you also see it go back quite a bit. Like It goes forward and it halt and then go back, but then keep going. And it's just trying to stop the halt and just keep pushing it forward. Yeah, I think there's a lot of that within school of um, how we deal with specifically um, kind of oppression and, and you know, li- just like little comments within school about um, all that. And I think especially, I think talking about the history of it and talking about um, how far we come and celebrating that is definitely very important. Yeah, I mean, I think in the four years that I've been here, you know, we didn't have much of a focus on LGBT when I first arrived. And then bringing EDGE together and starting, you know, towards our Gold Award, it has been, you know, it was like initially a lot of the homophobia wasn't really brought to attention because there wasn't a focus on it. And then once we started talking about it more, it was almost like you saw an upsurge of it because suddenly it was so on everyone's agenda. And then you've got stuff like, you know, FIFA that happened and it just brought all these issues to the forefront and everything going on with the gender reform bill now means that unfortunately homophobia and transphobia seems to have gone up. But now that we're actually dealing with it and educating, we're hoping to see you know, it actually go down people realising the impact of what they're saying. 
I do think with Stonewall and Purple Friday and things, people do know a lot more about the history now, but there is also other events that people don't know about and it's just getting, letting everyone know about everything that's happening and everything that's coming up. Um, I think important part is also is like knowing you have people surrounding you that are there for you, having a safe place. Like for example, people have been saying that the posters up like for teachers' pronouns and stuff have been helpful just to know that other people are on the same page as wanting to spread that acceptance. I think it's a good way to show that teachers will be accepting. If you don't feel comfortable coming out to your friendship group, first of all, or like your parents, you know that it's a safe place that you could go and talk to instead of going right into it coming out first. Yeah, and I think the exposure within the school is very important because maybe initially people would make little comments about it being like, why does this exist? But then because the comments are so small and so petty, as long as people lose momentum to make them. So over time, people just become accepting of it, which is why I think like the pronoun things are, are actually really, they're small and they're not um, anything major, but they're actually really beneficial. I think there's also, we've had a massive, it's not just on, you know, edge group working on it, we've actually, I mean, we've got huge teacher training coming up for all of this. So we had to, for Golden World, we had to have at least 60% of the staff sign up for training, and we've got way more than that. So we've got the staff are currently undergoing training, we'll have an in-person training in, I think it's two weeks, and I think that'll go really far, because teachers never mean to be offensive, or never mean to be non-supportive of this but like often it is ignorance you know it wasn't until I started working with the edge kids I actually understood so much more about it and you know now I'm like the messiah that teachers come to but it is they want to know more and they want to support as much as possible so I think this training is going to be amazing for our kids and supporting the young people. I've definitely seen a difference especially personally I've come out to a few of the teachers and I've just been met with a lot of acceptance and I've been asked questions and it just makes me feel very accepted within the school and it's very good that myself and other people like me are able to do this. Yeah, and I think um, a lot of the time teachers wouldn't ignore like certain comments you hear or anything because they like agree with it or anything, it's just not knowing how to respond to that. But like, for example, when I started this year in one of my classes, a teacher made it clear at the very start, like no language would like homophobic or derogatory language would be allowed and I think that was really beneficial just to get out there that they're not okay with that and I feel like more teachers should maybe do it. Yeah and I think that's what the training is about because it is it's an awkward thing of knowing like do we go really hard on it how do we if we don't know about it that much ourselves how do we actually explain the impact of it to the young person making these comments um, and, you know, we've made it very clear in Queensbury, it's not about like, oh, you say that comment, that's it, you're out, you're expelled, you're, you know, punishment. It's all about education because so much of this is ignorance. Mm-hmm. So you saying like silly little comments like that's so gay, they don't realise the impact that that's going to have on someone who actually is gay using it yeah. as an insult. So it's taking them aside and going, this is the impact, this is what you're actually doing to people who are overhearing this and hopefully they'll change. Yeah, and I think it also roots from even before anything is even said, and it's about creating an environment where people feel comfortable, um, because ultimately, if we can do that, if we can make an environment that is safe for LGBTQ plus people, then hopefully derogatory language and discrimination will be also just with that. Um, and it definitely, even to people that aren't a part of 
that community, having a teacher that is supportive and makes it known and makes it known that everyone's safe. It's just, it makes it more of an enjoyable class. Um, just the feeling of being accepted and being safe. Yeah. yeah, it'll definitely benefit everyone, even if you're not in the community. Um, just having more acceptance for everyone across the board. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, EDGE isn't just about LGBT identities. You know, we've done a lot towards sexism, racism. Um, we've done a lot of work with women in sports. Um, so it is, I think, the idea that creating equality and creating um, inclusiveness for one group benefits everyone. Um, and that's what, you know, that's what we're hoping is going to be our legacy at the end of this, that we actually have an inclusive QHS. Because we have always said that when we, when we were promoting Edge Group at the start of the year, it wasn't just for the LGBT, it was for anyone who feels that they've been discriminated against in a way. Or just people who want to fight against discrimination towards anyone, mm -hmm. yeah. And it was also a place if you had an issue, even if whatever it was about, you had a safe place to come eat your lunch and stuff like that. It was always about being safe. And I think that was always a good thing. Yeah, because then again, not everyone has the safety of coming into a family or talking to a family about any issues. Just to know that you have a place to go would be beneficial to many people. So the thing I love about this group is they've actually, like the kids in it, and you know, me as well, they've, they've formed a wee family. And they yeah. do, like you see the seniors proper taking their wee S1s under their wing and... I think they've all grown massively as people and, you know, they're all going to go and do amazing things. <laughs> um, more reference to, I guess, um, the History Month, I think, obviously, um, we have to realise how far, like, progressively we've come. But I guess, you know, you were saying earlier about um, how there are certain um, moments in history where it's just, it's not as publicly known as, um, you know, so more and stuff. Um, so I guess just kind of examples of that, just because it, it, you know, people probably won't know. So you've got the likes of Billie Jean King. She was one of the first women to ever actually win a tournament of tennis against a man. She became technically the world's best tennis player, but she had to live all, basically all her life being covered by the fact that she couldn't come out. So she had a cover of a fake boyfriend, like a fake husband, and she had to live knowing her life was a lie, and it wasn't until 2010, I'm pretty sure, she could actually finally announce who she was. She was doing something she loved, but couldn't actually embrace it. And I think nowadays, it's a lot more, especially in more women's sports, you see a lot more acceptance to a lot of things, and it's not as pushed back, it's a lot more pushed forward, and I think that's a really good way we've changed a lot in society. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I've been kind of, I was really obsessed with um, Virginia Woolf, and... Um, to Satchel West and I like got all their letters to each other um, and my mum didn't really know what it was and she was because I was kind of a little bit obsessed with it <laughs> um, so she asked me what it was and she looked through them and it was just things like that she like fully started having conversations with me about them and it was really nice just to kind of you know because she was actually having a conversation with me because obviously that was almost 100 years ago now um, and she was kind of talking to me about how I feel things have changed and she was almost, you know, seemingly concerned and I think that's why not only conversations like this but also references to that in the media and stuff are really important and I think the, the theme of this um, History Month is Behind the Lens which it primarily focuses on um, media and film and celebrating those who made those 
who the LGBTQ plus people who made those films and you know wrote those books and even when it was even when Vita and Virginia didn't necessarily make it that publicly known that they were together it was little things in their writing that they made reference to which you know to the people at the time noticed mm. and um, now we're kind of seeing that it you know we can talk more freely about it but I think it is nice to look back on. It is. I mean, like, you look at film and cinema and television today, and, I mean, there's a huge representation of the LGBT community, and finally, I think, more for the trans community as well. Like, that's become, you know, when I was at school, it was strange for a child to come out as gay, and now it's, you know, I'm seeing, and again, that's why I love Edge, is you're seeing all these identities and people feeling comfortable enough to actually accept themselves. Um, So I think seeing it, the representation in film and media is so important. Like, I think for you young people as well, actually seeing people come out as trans and seeing gay characters. It's definitely really important, yeah, and it helps people to understand themselves, especially if you're feeling alone or if you feel like you're different from everyone else. Just seeing someone who you can relate to and who you can understand you almost, it definitely helps you to, you know, find yourself and feel better. I think representation is really important. I have a really clear memory of um, watching the show Atypical Ooh. and so there's a character called Casey Gardner and she had a scene where she was, well basically her storyline was her figuring herself out, there were scenes with her coming out and it's what actually pushed me to do it. So I think it's really important and my parents are very aware of that as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's really important representation and you can hear ignorant comments saying like from people saying like oh they're just in every show now there's always a gay person it's like but it's because we are very like we're everywhere they are everywhere so it's the same in school like we constantly get that oh miss why do we have to learn about lgbt stuff every year and it's like do you really think you've learned everything you need to know it's like when people say why do we need black history month it's like because there's still racism Mm -hmm. there's still things to know and it's still a part of life and I think it is and we see it in school and every year our edge group grows and I think that shows how much like it's not one in a hundred people that are part of the community anymore it's our history our community and that's not just the LGBT community and it's not just allies like myself it's it's part of everyone's history and I think that's what's really important to note for LGBT history Month. it's one of the most important things about history is the fact that you have to look back on it so you know not to repeat it like history is so good to go look back and go that's what we did we shouldn't do that today and just move from it and make everything better I think ignorance is bliss and I think ultimately that's one of the main things you kind of have to take away from that is to look back on history um, and also look for progression and, and, and always be asking yourself what you're doing. Um, yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you for thank being you on the so podcast. Thank you so much for having us. <laughs>